Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Rear Projection Podcast. Uh, this is the first of our Halloween episodes, which we are doing for the whole month of October. Uh, I am your host, Scott Kingston, uh, with my co-host, Michael Hunt. Um, <laughs> yes, spooky. A little spooky, little spooky little ghost sound there. Um, yeah. Hello. Uh, uh, what noise does a vampire make? Uh, Ah, ah, ah. I mean, that's Count Von Count from Sesame Street, but that's the closest I've got, really. It's better. I was just going to go, vampire. <laughs> you were just going to say vampire in a ghost voice. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, well, this is episode 24 on uh, The Fly, uh, which is the 1986 film starring uh, Jeff um, uh, uh, Goldblum. Um, and, yeah. Sorry, we... Can you can you please finish masturbating before we start recording? <laughs> and um, yeah, um, this this was this was Mike's pick, uh, the first of our like I say, first of our Halloween specials. So uh, you're, mm. you're going to give us a brief synopsis, aren't you, Michael? You want a synopsis, dear? I do indeed. Uh, all right, how's this? Cunt plus fly times teleporter equals human kebab. I mean. Pretty on the nose, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking all the time there's a nose sticking around. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, if you want a bit more detail on that, I suppose. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to accept that as a synopsis, but maybe, maybe for the benefits of those who haven't seen it. Um... All right. Uh, Seth Brundle, a brilliant but eccentric scientist, attempts to woo... <laughs> That's Halloween themed, isn't it? Ooh. Ooh. Investigative journalist Veronica Quaif by offering her a scoop on his latest research in the field of matter transportation, which, against all the expectations of the scientific establishment, have proved successful. Up to a point. Yeah. Brundle thinks he has ironed out the last problem when he successfully transports a living creature, but when he attempts to teleport himself... A fly enters one of the transmission booths and Brundle finds he's a changed man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'd say off the bat, for anyone who hasn't seen this film, um, The Simpsons have done quite a well-known spoof of it in the Treehouse of Horror episode where Bart does the same thing. Mm. Um, that's quite like a one of the, I think that's kind of a mid 90s Treehouse of Horror episode where Bart goes into I think Homer buys a transporter machine at like a garage sale or something and, uh, <laughs> and, and Bart decides to step in with a fly into the machine because he thinks it will make him like a be able to fly um, and yeah it, it kind of all goes to shit and he becomes this giant no, no he becomes a really small fly who can like he's his head but he can fly and then there's just fucking bark with a big fucking fly head on it and um yeah so anybody doesn't know this film uh the the simpsons have spoofed it so that'll probably get and to be honest they pretty much tell you what the plot's gonna be but um yeah don't watch the simpsons don't watch the simpsons first right no no I, i have to say um this is this is my first time watching this film um yeah i was just about to say to you yeah it's your first viewing mm-hmm. of ever. Mm. What are your thoughts creeping out of your disturbing little mind hole? Do you know what? Before we get into sort of taking the piss out of films and that, we always try and say seriously what we think about it. And I've got to say, uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Definitely. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I thought it was really good. Um, I'm a Jeff Goldblum fan anyway, and he was really good in this. And um, I, I'd, I knew of this film, but I'd, I'd never seen it. And uh, no, nah, do you know what? It was, um, it was decent. It was. The, oh, mm. I wouldn't watch it when I was eating because it's fucking disgusting in parts. I must say. <laughs> I uh, 
I actually was eating while I watched oh, it last night. Mate, exploded monkeys, fucking <laughs> melting eyeballs. I mean, it's not, you know, I, I, I've got a strong stomach on me, but fucking hell, it's fucking gross at times, I've got to say. Um, I, I, I think that's what gives it its charm. Oh, I, I, I didn't, I did enjoy it. I did think it was, it was, it was better than, than I thought it was, it was going to be. I, I, I'll be honest with you, with the two choices you gave me last week, I more or less picked this just because of Jeff Goldblum. Um, I hadn't, I hadn't seen either of them, um, and and I thought I'd, I'd just go with the one where I knew the one and that's a, But um, yeah, do you know what? it's very highly. Uh, when I looked up the sort of reviews and that for it, it's, it's very highly thought of the film uh, and uh, won a few Academy Awards and that. I think. Um, it, yeah, the, the special effects makeup, etc. Yeah, won an Academy Award, and rightly so. I think it's absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there was there was definitely some things in here that there's there's questionable questionable things. Um, I mean, for starters, some some of the names. I mean, Staffis, <laughs> Staffis, right? The, the, we'll, we'll get to who he is in a second. There's a character called Staffis. There's a woman called Ronnie, right? And and also, who in their right mind would call their son Seth? Yeah, some cunt. <laughs> Spoiler viewers, my son is called Seth. <laughs> and he was actually named after the the mutant fly man in this film, wasn't he? You'd, you'd never seen the film, but you thought, well, if it, if it works for Jeff Goldblum. Oh, don't be stupid. As if I'd name my son after a character in a film. I named my son after Seth Rollins, the WWE wrestler. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> not more close to the heart. Um, but, um, I thought you named him after right Seth Fred. E- that, just, that just didn't make any sense. No, it, it wasn't your best. Um, oh, fuck you. <laughs> it was directed by uh, David Cronenberg. Um, I and David I believe, Cronenberg. yeah, I believe the producer was uh, Mark Stellaratois. <laughs> 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 Straight out of the box. Do you know what? Usually we, we build the laughs in later on, but I'm straight out of the box with some gold here. Unbelievable. Abs- absolute gold. <laughs> absolute gold. Oh, dear. Oh. Try, try to think of more beer puns. <laughs> Music by Howard Foster's. <laughs> no, do you know That doesn't work as well because that actually sounds like a name. Um, <laughs> Should have gone with Howard Budweiser or something. Some of, the, some of them made it obvious it was a beer pun. Howard Foster's. Like, well, oh, really? It's by Howard Foster's. He's a well known. He's a well known composer. He's a bit of a knobhead. Everyone calls him Cock Foster's. Hey. Oh, you brought it back. You brought it back. You're welcome. Um, I, yeah, I have to admit to not being on uh, top form this week on on account of being ill yet again. Yeah. Do you know what? I've got to say, um, I, I've been doing this podcast with Mike now for, I don't know, I suppose it's 24 <laughs> episodes. It's spanned by about five, six months. Ill again. Yeah. Honestly. There's people buried in the ground in the cemetery near me that are healthier than Mike. Yeah, fucking hell. Freddie Mercury's healthier <laughs> than me. <laughs> but do you know what? I have to say, you, you, you've... Uh, you, you said no. Let's fucking do the episode tonight. So no, you're powering through. I respect that. Showed up, didn't I? And you know who wants to live forever? Yeah, I mean Jeff Goldblum in this movie is healthier than you. <laughs> and at one point, he's got his dick in the bathroom cabinet. <laughs> at one point, his jaw gets ripped off his face because he's a big fly man. <laughs> or, as they are more affectionately known, Flimmin. <laughs> But no, mate, Gold, Goldblum, I've got to say, is is um is quality in this film. I have to say, I think it, I think genuinely, it might be 
my favourite thing he's ever done. He's really, really good in it. I've got to say, I mean, I, I mainly know Jeff Goldblum from the Jurassic Park movies, If I'm on, and of course the Independence Day movies, which we obviously did a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> but this is like, in terms of in terms of the performance from him, because in Jurassic Park, he's just kind of, yeah, so he's kind of there to fire off one-liners and in Independence Day, he's, he's good, but he's like, this character's a lot more uh, dimensional because he, Obviously, plays a to, to give you a brief. Obviously, Mike's already done a brief synopsis, but basically, he's yeah, this mad professor who accidentally splices his genes with a fly and just mm. slowly goes to shit throughout the throughout the film. Like he starts off being almost quite a hunky, quite a hunky scientist, and then he just ends up being a sort of sort of some fucking circus sideshow act. By the end, of the- it's like. If you've ever left a tangerine on the windowsill yeah. for a long period of time, it's that's that's essentially Jeff Goldblum yeah. in this film, but with a, a lot more emotion. Yeah. Did you notice there's a sort of one or two scenes in the film? Because like one of the things they do is after he accidentally does this with the fly, he starts off fine, but it gradually deteriorates. Did you notice that one or two scenes where he looked like Michael Jackson and Thriller? Oh mate, it's, I wrote I wrote that down and I thought, well, there we go. We sorted for this week for a reference to Michael Jackson. You know what? I won't bring out the impression, and uh, but but we'll get out the we'll get the Jacko reference out the way early. There is a brief period where throughout his transition into become sort about Michael Jackson. Really, <laughs> there's a big period where he's halfway between man and fly, and it looks like Jacko. Well, to be fair, he looks like zombie Jacko in Thriller, doesn't he? Yeah, but I mean, to, towards you know the end of Jacko's life, I I couldn't really tell the difference between Thriller and that. No. If anything, he'd gone gone back to when he was a bit younger, <laughs> uh, and had a face, yeah, no. like a fucking half-eaten shit. <laughs> but no, um, I guess so. Other other than uh, Jeff Goldblum, there's there's a do you know it's not a huge cast. Actually, uh, really, yeah, there's only a handful of people in. I mean, even the, even the director plays a gynecologist yeah. at one point, and, and I'm assuming that's only so that he can get a bit of a gander at Gina Davis's Vaj. Good old Gina. Um, so, so I've, I've <laughs> go on. <laughs> so, so, um, Gina Davis just always reminds me of Brian. What happened to Gina Davis? <laughs> she used to be in movies, but now she's not in movies anymore. <laughs> Not a good tooth to gum ratio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, family guy. Where would we be without me? Um, yeah, that's about about a quarter of our material. <laughs> so we always acknowledge it though when we steal a joke from another show. So absolutely right. No, um, do you know what? Gina Davis, uh, a pretty good actress to be fair. She, she's in. She's great in this. Yeah, she, she's in a she's in a lot of films that, that I've seen that are pretty good. She's obviously was um, she was in uh, Beetlejuice. Yes. Um, uh, she was in a film called Cutthroat Island, uh, although that was kind of shit, and The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah. Um, but no, she was... Oh, what else was she in that? Um, Thelma and Louise. Of course she was. She was Thelma. Um, yeah, she was she was either Thelma or Louise, yeah. <laughs> One of them, wasn't she? She was in the Stuart Little films, but we'll forgive her for that. Um, was she? She was, in, she, she was in the Stuart Little films. But no, I mainly, but Femmer and Louise and, and Beetlejuice, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of both of those movies, so I'll forgive her. I'll forgive her for any other shite she's done just because of that, really. Um, well, while we're on the Halloween theme, she did actually star in a television series of The Exorcist, oh, really? where I believe, yeah, I think she played grown-up Reagan. Oh, nice. Um, and it's her daughter, I think, gets possessed. I watched a few episodes. It was pretty good. And then I just stopped watching it. No, fair enough. 
Uh, 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 yeah. No, yeah, fair enough. She was in, um, yeah. uh, she was in Will and Grace for for a few episodes, I think. Uh, was she? I think she was. Yeah, I, I went out with a girl for a little while that was obsessed with that, and I seem to remember her popping up in it when I was forced to fucking watch it. Um, oh, oh, all right, mate. Yeah, you. <laughs> when I forced her to watch it, um, but no. but you like Friends as well, don't you? But you love Friends. I like Friends. Whatever. Oh, God. oh, mate, I've already said I like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. I've got no dignity left, mate. Uh, you'd be surprised the things I watch. I still watch the Rugrats, bro. Um, I would I would be surprised at the things <laughs> that you watch, but also a part of me really wouldn't. <laughs> but no, no, Gina's cool. We like Gina. Um, I have to say, yep. outside of the two men, because uh, there is a supporting guy, the one that plays Staffis, the ridiculously named guy. Uh, John Getz. Never heard of him, I must say. Yeah, John gets fucked to pieces by the end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? what I'm, all I will say is, I, 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 when I looked at the Wikipedia page, right, the fourth highest build character was the girl that played the chick in the bar that ended up shagging Jeff Goldblum. She's in it for about five minutes. She's the fourth highest build in the movie. That tells you all about how many fucking people are in it. It's a really... I've never known a film with such a small cast. There's really... Because a lot of the film is set in Jeff Goldblum's apartment, really, isn't it? Yep. It's, yeah, but he's got such a fucking cool apartment, man. I'd love to live in that dingy old loft. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I mean, uh, th- there's other beefs I have with this. Really, um, I guess if we start, yeah, most, of, most of it was stuck to Jeff Goldblum's face. <laughs> I mean, I, get, my, my, I, I think my beef with it. I suppose we should start somewhere near the, the start. Um, yeah, which right. like, you know, we don't have to, you know religiously go through every scene but i mean like i suppose to put them in the stuff into the sort of the story arc it, it basically it starts with there's a, like a science fair isn't it like a hotel there's like some kind of event a meet the press it's, event for I, scientists yeah it's like a i guess you'd call it some sort of science convention this particular company called bartok yeah it is it's bartok i mean they dive straight in it's pretty much straight up like it just shows jeff goldblum meeting gina davis and he says I can show you something really impressive. Come back to mine. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I've tried on many a Saturday night. It doesn't work for me as well. Um, Come back to my lab. <laughs> I'll yeah. transport you to heaven, love. Um, hey. <laughs> I'm not going to shake you. Oh, I'm just going to murder you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to just turn you into a, a meat. <laughs> Some... Um, a bit of meat. There is a bit. Um, I put. Pa- I, I happened to pause it. Mm. I think I was getting getting some more food. <laughs> probably. How um, the fuck are you eat watching this? Honestly. Honestly. Quickly. <laughs> um, there's a bit. I paused it, mm. and in the background, I think it was like a, a guy holding a cello or a violin, but it looked exactly like Ted Levine. Oh, really? Yeah, and I thought, what an amazing fucking world it would be to live in if somehow. <laughs> the Fly Universe and Silence of the Lambs. I was going to say, it's Buffalo Bill, isn't it, Ted Levine? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would fucking love that. Imagine, <laughs> oh, they set, they set Jeff Goldblum's Brundle Fly off to to combat Buffalo Bill <laughs> and bring him in. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, mate, I would have such a fucking nerd. Would you fuck that. me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh. That would be <laughs> you know what, what you sound like when you do that? Go on. My wife loves you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't do that in the workplace. <laughs> it sounds exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
fuck's sake. Um, no, one more thing. My wife loves you, but I totally without the workplace. <laughs> That's the whole bit for anybody who hasn't seen The Office. Which isn't many of you, I imagine. Uh, I fucking hope not. <laughs> Do something with your Did life. none of you know who Eric Hitchmo is? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, to know you sound like that. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so so yeah, basically he takes Gina Davis back to his apartment, and he's got these kind of two telepods. And what he asks her to do, I mean, t- to be honest, he immediately sets a creepy tone, right? Because as soon as they got in the apartment, she's already a bit wary of going back to Jeff Goldblum's apartment, quite frankly. Mm. And as soon as they get back, <laughs> he starts playing the piano. <laughs> he just gets there. He doesn't say it. He just sits down and she must have thought, "I'm in trouble here. I'm in trouble. Here. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm never leaving this place alive." And he sort of says it jokingly. She goes, oh, "I better go." And he goes, "Oh no, you see my telepods. I can't let you leave alive." <laughs> and she's probably thinking, "Oh fucking hell!" Like you know, <laughs> he tries to make a joke of it, but he's legitimately come across as a creep at this point. Well, I have to say, he plays that piano fantastically well. He's quite musical, the uh, old goblin. Is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know, he's, I didn't know that. he's a jazz musician. I think he's quite quite musical, old guy, Bloom. He's no, that that explains why he dresses like he does. I remember when uh, yet another ex uh, reluctantly maybe watched Glee, and uh, he uh, he popped up in a couple of episodes of that, and he was yeah, he was quite musical in that. But again, hated every minute of it. Didn't want to watch it. Uh, that's why I dumped her. Hated it. But uh, yeah. yeah, he was in Glee. While you were watching it, your penis actually sucked up <laughs> into your body cavity, didn't it? And just refused to come out for a week. Lovely. Um, yeah. Yep. Likely. That's that's weird because it is that is the uh and we're not gonna say what it is on mic, but that is the second half of my real last name. <laughs> probably why we're such probably why we got on. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, well half the glee cast are dead nowadays by the fucking sounds of it. Jesus Christ, what a cursed show. Wow, Glee is the wrong name for that show. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> half the cast are fucking brown bread, it's ridiculous. One of them died of a drug oh. overdose. One of them killed himself because he got out as a nonce. Uh, uh, the the chick, the, the Mexican chick, who was kind of hot, she drowned last year. Honestly, fucking drowned. Yeah, she was out on the boat with her son, and they went out. Oh, on. okay. Well, that's. I mean, yeah, that 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 makes more sense. She went. She went out. She went out swimming or whatever, and something happened. But yeah, fucking the chick. I think Naya Rivera. <laughs> I think her name is. She. She I was mean... like the Mexican. I think her name is Santana. San, Santana in Glee. <laughs> 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 um, well, you say she went out swimming. I say she went out drowning. <laughs> it's only swimming if you don't die, isn't it? Not cool. Well, factual though. <laughs> oh dear. But do I do I need to bring up Natalie Wood again? Oh god, yeah, the Natalie Wood. That was like a, a famous Hollywood unsolved murder. The uh, do you watch the BuzzFeed episodes on those? Murders? They're they're good. You I do with Ryan. Ryan yeah, and Shane. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Their, their episode on Natalie Wood's good. Yeah, I, mate, honestly, those two are the only thing to, to even keep BuzzFeed going for. BuzzFeed is absolute bullshit, yeah. but they are fantastic. They do a true crime series. They do really good episodes. Yeah, if, you, if you're ever on, you, yeah, if you ever ever spare a half an hour, an hour, and you want to watch a few good episodes of a true crime series, yeah, BuzzFeed Unsolved, really good. You could get through like two and a half of them on a lunch break, which is why I got into them. Yeah, do you know what? They really vary in length. Like one, I watched one that was like seven minutes, <laughs> and I watched one that was about an hour. It's very strange <laughs> whether they could be asked or not. Um, but, very good though yeah I, they're all on um, Amazon as well yeah no, no. on Amazon Prime yeah, yeah. no but we, we watch them quite a lot they're, they're awesome but um, anyway let's stop picking no. up everyone else's shit let's get back to our stuff we're, we're, we're the real gold on the internet to be found um, yeah yeah we're the real gold and in this episode we're really going to bloom <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, fuck me, you ill cunt. Yeah. <laughs> a cough at the end. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, a nick off or a fark off? <laughs> you won't. You'll never know. Um, where were we? Uh, so he's got Judith Davis back to his apartment. Okay, and he shows her for the first time. Basically, this dude, his name's yeah, Seth Brundle. And he can, mm. he can, he's got a teleportation machine. And what he does is he asks Gina Davis to give him an object and he'll transport it to prove to her that it works. She, for some reason, even though she's got like a bag and various other shit, uh, she gives him one of her, one of her types, doesn't she? Or like a stocking. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with just a pen? Yeah. And she, he creepily says that she's taking it off and she gives it to him and just goes, that's, that's nice. <laughs> you're, not, you're not doing what? it. Yeah. Uh, why, why that? Why that straight away? Why go straight for the stocking? It felt like she had to go out of her way to take the stocking off. She had to take a shoe off, unravel it. She had a handbag on her. It's only getting transported. Give her, a, give him the bag. You just. I think at this point, uh, they filmed a lot of the scenes, and it, the film was running about eight minutes short. So they were just desperately trying to pack. Yeah, out. Let, right, <laughs> I tell you what, Gina, if you could just unravel your stocking for seven minutes, um, yeah. And if Jeff, if you could be a bit of a creep watching her do it, that'd be great. Yeah, it's almost as though you're not even acting, Jeff. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if you noticed when uh, when he puts the stocking in the teleport, mm-hmm. the way that it sort of curled round makes it look like a penis. Uh, I didn't notice that. I must admit, like a, like a man penis. That's why it's good to have two eyes on these films. Like, well, four eyes technically, because <laughs> yeah, um, well, there was there were three well, in this one. Well, hey, uh, because yeah, no, you notice things I don't. I didn't. I didn't clock the uh, the the sock penis. Oh, I'm just always on the lookout for cock, mate. <laughs> That's why I, you know, got sacked from that farming job. Ah. Uh. Wanking off animals, ah, yeah. right between the lines. Um, speaking of animals <laughs> that uh, get needlessly slaughtered, um, a baboon, the poor baboon, mm. the poor baboon. Basically, Jeff Goldblum, after after he um, shows Gina Davis that he can teleport her uh, stock in, that was it for her. She starts banging him. Uh, yeah, that, she was sold well. instantly. She was she was wary as fuck of him as him. She really was when she went back to that apartment. As soon as uh, he did that little magic trick, she was banging him in an instant. Honestly, I, she, I, I, I don't know, mate. I think she was she was gagging for a bit of the goblin from 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 minute one. Well, all I know is I hope she don't go to a lot of magic shows because she'll be putting out a lot. Oh, <laughs> my God, he just pulled a rabbit out of her hat. Unbelievable, yeah, I love you know. It, 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 yeah, she 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 was she was definitely wet for him after he transported a, a stocking. Um, but what they eventually try and do, uh, bring the baboon back into it, is uh, Jeff Goldblum wants to attempt to um, uh, he wants to try and transport a, a living thing, and um, mm. he thinks rather than go for something, why go straight for the monkey? Could they not have gone for something we wouldn't have missed? Like you know, we just had a load of monkeys though, didn't he? What's an animal we all hate? I, I, I don't know. We, uh, Boris Johnson. <laughs> Oh, political. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I could have said Piers Morgan, but I thought, nah, fuck the government. <laughs> they came and took my baby. <laughs> Throwback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically, they try and transport this baboon. <laughs> it does not go well. Um, basically, when they open the door after they've transported the baboon, it's kind of like, um, imagine if a baboon were half kebab, half slush puppy, um, <laughs> whilst still alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's just completely inside out. I'll tell you what though, I really made me hungry for spaghetti bolognese that bit. <laughs> it was 
That was one. That was one of those moments where I thought, "What the fuck am I watching here?" Um, mm, but you know, yeah, what? I've got yeah. to say, the, the, considering this is what nine eighty six, um, you know, this is only a year or two after the labyrinth. Um, it, it, it was it was the pretty good. I thought the effects and whatnot wasn't weren't too bad, certainly for that time. Anyway, worthy of an Academy Award, I'd say. Oh, I'd say so, my friend. I'd say so, and eventually, yeah, um, Seth and Ronnie. Former relationship, make of, make of that what you will. <laughs> I, I hope my Seth doesn't grow up and marry a Ronnie. That's all I'll say. Um, well, you know, he or she might be lovely. You know, I would love and support my son, no matter what. Of course, fucking. Hope to so. be honest, I'd almost rather he went out with a bloke called Ronnie than a girl called Ronnie. I just think the idea of a girl called Ronnie is ridiculous. It's not even like I'd be anti my son being gay. I'd be more anti. What if you've got a girlfriend with a bloke's name? <laughs> Yeah. You know? Because that just gets confusing. Yeah. She's like, oh, meet my girlfriend, Dave. What are you on about? You know, like, just have a girl's name. There's so many to pick from. Why can't you wait to pick a bloke's name? What are you doing? I don't think you pick your own name generally, though. I was t- I'm referring to the parents. Right. Just saying I'm angry. That's all. I'm an angry man. Um, yeah, I'm, so- I'm sorry to hear that. Is there anything I can oh, do? I don't know. I'm a little worked up and I, you know. Yeah. Can't help Is it. Is that nice? No, no. I feel all right. It's all right. How's, how's this? It's all right. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to go faster? A bit faster. Can I just clarify for the listeners? Um, Mike is he's waking me off. No, 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 no. He's not. He's not. We're, we're not even. Just... just. How's that? <laughs> bit more. Glad you tuned in, listeners. Bit less. I can mop it up. <laughs> <laughs> That was what's called using your environment. No, it wasn't. It was called yeah. wanking me off. Uh, it was called wanking him off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to announce this is the first episode we've done in the same room, so we thought we'd celebrate. Uh, yeah, I thought it would be just a very physical, biological announcement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, spe- speaking of uh, bashing meat, um, he eventually, mm. how how he realizes, uh, well, how he thinks he could realize how to fix his machine to be able to trust. Hang on, on. I, we need right before you go on to you're going to talk about the stakes. I was going to talk about the stakes, but go on, go yeah. ahead. Well, before we get onto that, right, mm. the whole the whole thing with the baboon happens, mm. and then after that, he starts going on about how he doesn't know enough about the flesh, and he has to learn about the flesh, and then straight after that, they make a fuck. They do. They do. So, I don't know what it is about her that makes, you know, she sees a baboon get turned inside out and she's like, hello, oh, something's happening down there. done it for me. Yeah. Sure. Do you know what? That was uh, that was one thing I noticed throughout the film. It's a lot more sexual than I thought it was. I, Unnecessarily sexual. I, for my, by my account, Jeff Goldblum wears clothes through about four scenes and they're mm. all at the start. After that, he's either topless at one point, he's in wife fronts, and then he turns into a fucking fly. So it literally, he, he, he and he, he's got about three or four sex scenes in it. He's got two with Jenny Davis, one with a random bird he picks up at the bar. Yeah, she's grotty that one. Yeah, he does. He does gymnastics, topless. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, everyone harks back to that Jurassic Park scene where Goldblum's kind of sexily lying on a table, and everyone's a bit like with his shirt unbuttoned. Mate, have a butcher sit the fly. If you want to have a look at, if you want to have a butchers at the Goldblum, honestly, he ain't wearing clothes throughout the entire, apart from the first two or three scenes, he wears fuck all throughout the entire film. It's, it's in good shape as well. I just think this is that kind of film where the lasting image of Jeff Goldblum is not him looking very handsome with his top off. Yeah. It's, it's you know, 
the the mess of meat and eyes that he is at the end of the film. Do you think he maybe thought to himself, if I'm going to look like a fucking freak show for a third of this movie, I'm going to make sure that they at least see me looking buff in the yeah. sort of middle third of the film? Because um, I do, I do want people to know that, that this isn't me. This is me. <laughs> I'm not really a fly. It's ridiculous. No. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's. It, he, yeah, no, Goldblum's, Gold you know, he, he looks pretty... I mean, to be fair, if, if I'd been cast in a film where I was going to be shirtless for all of it, you'd, you'd make an effort to go out to the gym, wouldn't you? I wouldn't. <laughs> what you see is what you get, mate. Turn up, yeah. fucking man boobs, airy about Like, what of it? I'm going to be a fly in a minute anyway. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. Fucking hell. <laughs> be a, fly, a fly on the wall. Yeah. Uh... When I turn into a fly, I'll be a fucking improvement, if anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, make it worth your while. <laughs> You can have a month of just eating fuck all but, you know, pizza, drinking <laughs> lager every day, and then at the end of it, you get to do lots of gymnastics and stick to the ceiling. Well, see, th- th- this is another of, of my issues with this, right? No, it's, you can fuck off with that. I don't like where you're going with this at all. No, you this, don't say, you, I don't want to hear bad things. No, no, I'm not, no I'm not, I've already told you I like the film. I like the movie. Good. But when, right, I, when I hear the film The Fly, right, and I hear that he turns into a half fly, I think to myself, right, if we're stricken, if we if we're sticking to like to real life here, if he's going to behave like a fly does, he's going to spend the rest of this movie uh, bumping into lights and hovering around dog shit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. What he does, right, which is apparently you will kind of assume he'll inherit the characteristics of a fly. He gets good at gymnastics. He can arm yep. wrestle. Mm-hmm. He's shagging left, right, and centre. What kind of fucking flies hang around in his neighbourhood? it's a fair point. I mean, if uh, I guess in defense of that, the one thing I will say is that if you count that bird from the bar, he does spend some of the time flying around dog shit. <laughs> Touche, sir. Touche. But, uh, but I mean, also he fucking, what else does he do? Like, I just, there's a few things. I'm just like, Oh, that's, that's classic fly behavior. <laughs> cause they're, cause they're always arm wrestling. You can't stop the little fuckers. Uh, there was a, there was another like the, the scene near the end with Staffis where he melts his legs and arms off with spit, like vomit. Since when does a fly's vomit acidic? Uh, well, that's how they. That's how they. Did you not pay any attention to the science of this film? That is how flies eat. Of course, I didn't. I was watching the sex scenes and you know yeah, shit like that. Was too too busy knocking one out to Goldblum. Of course, it was. Why do you think um, yeah. it took me ages just then when you were knocking me off? Already had three today, <laughs> mate. Watching that film. <laughs> The fly, oh, it was flying up the walls. Um, <laughs> I'll give this some enzymes to worry about. Uh, <laughs> well, that's it. It's a, it's a digestive enzyme. That the, the, the fly, that's, that is how flies actually eat. That's why their mouth is like a little tube. Oh, and okay. All right, all right, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. I stand corrected, but I mean, I mean, I think to go back to to Staffis for a second. Mm. That's yeah. that's a character, isn't it? That's he's he is hornier than Austin Powers. That man, everything Gina Davis says, he's just trying to fuck her. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the things she says is is gold. Uh, there's a bit <laughs> whenever the club, <laughs> the bit there, he follows her to this club. I have to say, do you not think he rapidly descended the stalker like into stalker mode very quickly? It's it's. It's, yeah, I mean, there's almost like no transition whatsoever. Well, One minute he's her editor, the next minute he's following her to shop. Absolutely. Like, there's a bit when you first meet him, she, he's kind of quite casually sat behind his desk in the office and they're kind of talking <laughs> about... Uh, she's She's gone back to him and said, look, fucking Seth or Jeff Goldblum has showed me what he can do and this, this is great. And he's a bit like, oh, no, he's stuck a magic trick. Don't worry about it. And he's really kind of has a real casual relationship with her, right? The next time mm. you see him, 
because it goes straight to creepiness. You can't admit him and think, oh, it's, yeah. it's not even really hinted at that they have a relationship. It's just he's their editor and that's that, right? Then later on, she goes home and he is just randomly having a shower in her apartment. And she's like, mm. what are you doing here, you mentalist? <laughs> oh, does he think that's the way to win back here? What I'll do is I'll break into her flat and have a shower. She'll bloody love that. <laughs> I'd rather go out with a big fucking fly. <laughs> what is going on? That's the choice that, you know, women these days have to make. I've got, yeah, I've got to say, consider, consider Judy Davis isn't the worst looking woman in the world. Her choice is a giant fly and creepy shower, man. I mean, mm. what a love triangle I, to be in. He's, Stathis, this Stathis fella is pretty gross generally, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he looks like he's got very bad breath. Yeah. Did you also, did you notice his weird number plate? That says uh, particle. Yeah. Well, that's the name of the magazine that he edits. I know, but why have it as your number plate in your car? Um, I don't know. I don't think it's uh, legal either. It was all numbers. It was all letters. Sorry, no numbers. So broken the oh, law. That's America, though. Isn't don't it? approve of that. But that's America. If you've got enough money, anything's fine. Uh, did you know what? That he 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 almost redeemed himself in my eyes because. He was being a creep for quite a lot of it. And then basically she goes in. Basically, at this point, Gina Davis sleeps with Jeff Goldblum and she goes shopping the next day. And old, uh, old Staffis turns up at the shop and he's a bit like, I know where you were last night. You were, you spent that night with him, didn't you? Blah, blah, blah. And Gina yeah. Davis tries to kind of deny it. And she's a bit like, no, it's just a story. <laughs> she goes, I- I'm finally, I'm onto something big. I wanted something huge. <laughs> he just goes, what? It's cock. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he just came out and said it. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't hide behind subtext like a coward. <laughs> I thought it was quite good. Wow, yeah, that was fucking brilliant. I think that's probably would have been the first thing I'd said as well. It was also accurate. Mind you, I wouldn't be following. Yeah, it was accurate. But I wouldn't be following her, her around. No, no, I wouldn't follow her to a close again. Uh, you got to think that some some of these people have got a bit of self awareness. Like, uh, you know, I'll tell you what I'll do after I've showered at my ex's flat is I'll follow her into a shop and shout at her for shagging another bloke. That'll that'll mm. score the old brownie points. I'll be back shagging her in no time. This is foolproof. This might get me chucked out of that shop, which I've always hated. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, but that little oompa loompa that was serving her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He did. Wow. Oh, I thought you'd taken a wrong turn and gone into the Charlie's Chocolate Factory. Did you see the size of him? It was tiny. Nah, that's racist. <laughs> Heightist. <laughs> what's, a, what's, it, what's a goblin? <laughs> An elf is a supernatural being. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, he does seem to uh, get baboons from somewhere. He's got a very good monkey guy. It would seem. He has got a good monkey guy. Well, and yeah. it just makes me think, like, what the things a man could achieve with an unlimited supply of baboons. Absolutely. Do you think on a Friday night, he has a few beers down him, rather than calling him a bit like, oh, can I call a gram in and just call me, give us a baboon, will you? I'll, I'll have two for 70, just in case I want to blow one up or shag one or something. <laughs> like just... He does snort them, though. Yeah, he's got, no, he's got a good baboon guy. A good baboon guy. I've, I've never seen the likes of it. <laughs> I'm seldom in the market for a baboon, but every time I am, I am fucking left disappointed. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you an horrible scene. Go on. The fucking dream birth of the giant maggot. Weird, isn't it? Mm. I, yeah. It's weird, Yeah, that. it is. Because basically... I mean, uh, go on, carry on. I loved it because it just made me think of bananas. It's, it's very rare in, in a film that you see someone, a, a, a giant maggot shit out of a vagina. 
Yeah. Um, basically, I, I, I think you know maybe that's where Hollywood's going wrong. Because <laughs> I'd watch that. I'd watch it over and over again. <laughs> and over and over and over again. Uh, it's 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 a weird one because at this point, Julia Davis is so Julia, Julia Davis is is in a relationship with with Seth, and um, he eventually uh, going back to the steak thing. That that's how they finally works out how to how to transport like like sort of flesh wasn't it by doing the steak thing yeah yeah they tell you they say they she buys a steak he puts half of it through the teleporter cooks cooks both pieces and he's like what's the what's the difference yeah I, i'd eat i'd eat teleported steak oh i want a heartbeat i don't give a fuck oh i want a heartbeat and and she basically tells him that the part of the steak that went through the teleport has tasted like almost synthetic. Like, mm. um, so what he does is he reprograms, he reprograms the system to like the understand, I don't know, he does something to make it understand what tissue is made up of or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he, he fixes a plot hole. Yeah. And Very yeah, well, yeah, but he bet convenient plot point. He, he fixes the problem that stopped him, that made the baboon explode earlier. He then puts another baboon in, uh, which survives and he's like, oh, brilliant! I've sorted that out. And basically, he goes to celebrate with with his with with the missus, um, but she fucks off early doors because that her ex Staffis threatens to release a magazine article about the experiment, doesn't she? Uh, doesn't yes. Um, she, yes. So she fucks off, and uh, old Jeff Goldblum decides to get a bit drunk, and he tries to try and teleport himself um, between the two <laughs> pods. And uh, when he does, a little housefly is in the transmitter pod with him. So um that's not that's not a, a fly that listens to really shit EDM music <laughs> by the way that is just a fly that you would find in or around a house yeah so he 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 ends up um becoming sort of like he, when he when he first comes out of the pod he seems fine it doesn't happen straight away does it but he starts um He's got like increased strength. He starts doing all these weird fucking gymnastics. Honestly, he got the. Mm. Uh, he starts. Uh, he can bang for hours. And literally, at one point, Jenny Davis is like fucking. She goes. She goes. You can't have any bodily fluids left, Grim. Yeah. Um, he starts eating a lot of sugar because they're all fucking jammed up. You aren't yeah, they? Yeah. She's all up in there. Fucking clogging up your innards. Oh god, yeah. She's got like a snow globe thing going on. Um, oh mate, she's got. Oh, god, she's got like a cholesterol fanny. Yeah. Like a half empty bottle of Hellman's, um, like just, just yeah. It, she she she's got all kinds of things going on, um, and also she notices because he claggy minge, <laughs> Goldblum is burning the hole through her, right? And um, <laughs> so yeah, he's kind of starting to get a bit weird. I mean, even weirder than Jeff Goldblum is already, and yeah, uh, she notices these kind of bristly hairs that grow in. Out of his back because he has like a wound in his back. He cut himself earlier in the film. On the- if, I think he slept on a microchip or something. Yeah, and she notices these really thick hairs coming out of it, which is kind of gross. Um, so it happens to every man at some point in his life. Oh no, no, I'm not judging the back hair. Just the fact that it's going purely out of a gaping wound. Well, kind of gross. Mm. But um, he he but yeah he's kind of they kind of go for this lunch and he's kind of really quite aggressive and weird and oh is that where he's just putting all the sugar in the coffee yeah yeah and he's banging on the table and just 
Basically, going on about how great he feels. He looks like he's done about half a gram. He looks like the sort of bloke you'd see in Weatherspoons at 11am on like a Tuesday. <laughs> like everyone else is having breakfast and an orange juice. He's already three ciders in like, fuck me. Like, yeah, he's, he's got really manic and fucking shouting and banging yeah. his hand on the table. Just sucking on a fag butt his mum gave him. Yeah. And and and, <laughs> and he, he sort of, um, he, he gets this obsession, Daddy, with trying to get Jenny Davis to go through the transporter with him. So that kind of, it's like, oh yeah, this is brilliant. Come and join me in this. I'm not deteriorating like fuck at all. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he gets all excited, doesn't he? And he's like, so when he, when he first starts to change, he gets, he starts getting very strong and very powerful and he can do gymnastics and punch things on walls. All classic hallmarks of your average fly, I might add. The thing is at this point, it could easily just turn into a superhero film. It's a bit like Spider-Man, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I had issues with the fly-like qualities he inherited, but anyway, carry on. Um, uh, I'm lost now. Uh, you were talking about the, uh, so he's just had the manic episode of the restaurant and he's starting to develop. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And then he gets very excited and he thinks that, that the fact that he's been through the teleporter is what's, is what's made him sort of more powerful and energetic. So he's like, you got to do it, you got to do it, you got to do it. And then he quite forcefully tries to put her in the thing and she's not having any of it. Yeah. So then um, he's there and his wife runs it. Well, like, that's it, isn't it? He's on his wife runs. You're such a fucking drag. Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he basically says, if you won't. Go for the transport. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll find somebody who will. So you can fuck off, love. So he's basically sacks you the Davis off. Goes to a bar. Uh, there's these two fucking big blokes having an arm wrestle, weren't there? Oh, yeah. And he, One of them's called... Billy or something? Uh, is it Billy? I want to say... Oh, Marky. 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 Yeah. And he goes for this... Wahlberg and his Marky Mark days. <laughs> and... This man's pants stayed firmly on. Oh, yes. And he didn't go to prison for attempted murder for blinding an old man either. Look it up. Mark Wahlberg actually did that. Um, yeah, it's all right. I mean, he's a fucking old man and he's probably going to go blind <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Probably did him a favour. Probably got probably got him closer to the the eye tra- transplant he was waiting <laughs> for. I don't know. I don't know. I've done no research. But I, I don't dislike Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark went to prison for attempted murder and blinded an old Taiwanese guy. Look it up. He did it. Happened. Um, in the bar that he eventually goes to when he sacks Jenna Davis off. What makes me laugh is this is arm wrestling competition he wants to get involved in, and he gets talking to this bird at the bar. And then when this bloke agrees to wrestle him, he chick over and just goes, all right. He goes, but if I win, she comes home with me. She's been like, hang on. Too much to prize fucking arm wrestle nowadays. He's like, do I look like a hooker? And he sort of goes, eh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you've, you have obviously been made to look like a sex worker. Yeah, but I mean, I can see what That's you're saying. It's in the script. Yeah, but in, in, in your defense, you're right. I wouldn't pay for that. Um, it's, Absolutely not. No. No, to be honest with you, like she looks grottier than he does at that point. And I'd rather take Marky on. <clears throat> <laughs> Even with his little broken arm, because that's what we get to is Jeff Goldblum does an arm wrestling challenge with a bloke much bigger than him and mm. snaps his fucking arm. Yeah. Like bone and out she, of flesh. She sees that, having previously objected to the idea of being a prize for the arm wrestle, yep. she sees a bone jut out of an arm and thinks, do you know what? Yeah. Think I'm fucking in for a good shag here. Yeah. God, if that's what he can do to an arm, imagine what he can do to my vagina. 
It's true. It's true. You know, when I first thought about that, I thought, would she have gone back with him? Then I thought, yeah, of course she would. If, if I just watched a bloke rip someone's arm in half, I'd probably shag him. All right, I'll do what you want. Just can I keep my limbs safe? Um, but she was well up for it on the walk home and that. She's like, I mean, she's obviously a dipshit, but she was like not, not bothered at all by the fact that she'd just seen, I, I mean, a horror. Yeah, because to be honest, at this point as well, he's kind of halfway into becoming the fly. His face has gotten a bit fucked up, you know. Yeah, it's like his skin's all bad. He's all sort of lumpy and blotchy. Yeah, because it, it, it looks like shit. Because you basically, Goldblum just gets worse and worse for the whole film until the, the last couple of scenes. He's essentially a fucking monster, like Frankenstein's monster, isn't he? Like he's yeah, uh, worse. Do you know what? Though I kind of felt that they should have gone the whole hog if he was going to be the fly. Should he not have flied at some point? Uh, and he burst for a window at the hospital, but I got the impression I, I, I don't know. You never see him fly on screen, really, did you? He didn't have any wings. No. And I just think um, you're going to make a point of making him the fly. I, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen a fly and seen at one point. I'm splitting I hairs. Asked, I think you asked too much. Yeah. Splitting hairs. Fly hairs. <laughs> that's that's a bit of a theme in this because Gina Davis cuts off some of his hairs and sends them off to a lab. Yeah, well, she sees his thick hairs coming out of his cut, and she's like, "They're weird." And she was like, "Let me get rid of them." And yeah, she does that. That and that's when she finds out that there's something wrong with him because they're, they're non-human hairs when they come back from the lab, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. And when she confronts him about it, she goes, "Oh, I had, I had those hairs sent off to a lab. They're not human." And he goes. Well, that's a strange thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just... Don't give a fuck. <laughs> give a sing. Weird, isn't it? I love it when you. I love it when you hear the odd line from a, a series or a film that just is definitely how someone would react in real life. <laughs> like I, I, I don't. I feel like I've mentioned it on this podcast before, but you, you, you're a you're a Game of Thrones fan, aren't you? Yeah, I'm all right with it. Uh, do, do you remember the scene where again? I don't know if I mentioned it before, but when. Um, Bran is the three-eyed raven and it's like the last series and he meets up with Sam, the, the chubby bloke. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Sam sort of sees him for the first time in ages and Bran goes, oh, Sam, I haven't seen you since such and such. Uh, you're a good man. And Sam entirely goes back to me. He goes, yeah, how you been? And he goes, well, I'm the three-eyed raven now. Like, really seriously. And Sam <laughs> just goes, don't know what that means, really. <laughs> <laughs> It was like it was like a brief David Brent moment in Game of Thrones. It's quite a serious. Just, don't know what that means, really. Yeah. You're hard. <laughs> Three-eyed Raven. I, I hated. I hated that uh, entire thing. Oh, I could do a far longer than an hour episode on the ending of Game of Thrones. Jesus, absolute pile of shit. Oh, the most disappointing ending since I had sex with my wife last night. My fault. <clears throat> Fucking hell, you backpedal there pretty quickly, didn't you? Is she in the room? <laughs> no, she isn't. But she'll probably listen back to this. I can't blame her, can I? Uh, Make sure you get shagging before she does listen back to it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, oh, it was my fault. It was my fault. Oh, Maddie, it was always my fault. Please don't take away my sex. <laughs> I'll leave you. I'll leave you looking like Jeff Goldblum's donut. <laughs> Does he eat a donut? Oh, he does, doesn't he? Because he's, yes, he's, he he's, he's, he's all about the sugar in this, isn't he? Uh, yeah, and not in a sort of 70s black exploitation kind of way. No, he's just... Genuine sugar. Oh, Goldblum, everything Goldblum does has an element of sex in it in this movie. If he's not walking around in wire fronts or banging chicks, fucking... Oh, mate, he's it's just... 
all goes to shit in the last sort of quarter of the movie for Goldblum. He essentially turns into sort of a... <sighs> Does he ever at any point actually look like a fly? Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think at the end he does. Well, it kind of turns into like a... It kind of goes a bit it for me at the end when he turns into like a fucking spider thing that she shoots in the head. Um, that, well, I mean... He's, certainly a, he's is, certainly a creature. I don't ever look at him and think, ah, oh, there's the fly. Um, is he, well, he's, a, he's a human fly hybrid. Yeah. A flybrid, if you will. Yeah. So he's got to have characteristics of both. But I think what they did really, really nicely with the with the final form of the fly is, first of all, um, when she when the jaw comes off and then all the other bits of like his skin just starts sloughing. Oh, off. mate, it's glorious. Fuck that scene. I've got to say. It's so good, man. Yeah, man. And then, but then the eyes, like, the, the, they've sort of, underneath, he's got these big sort of, bug eyes but they're all, they also do look a little bit human and that bit at the end where where she points the gun at him and he puts the gun on his head and just sort of looks up like the, I, I felt really quite sad watching that like i felt genuine like that was his kind of moment of uh redemption i guess where he realizes that he's a monster and he's just like end me yeah yeah i mean it- I, I, having not seen the film, I, I didn't know it would end with him essentially being killed. I thought would they find a way to, you know, bring him back? Or do you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't actually. He just know. goes off to New York and he joins Captain America in the Avengers. I just thought that you know, I, I thought you, with mo- let's face it, with most Hollywood films, there's usually some form of happy ending. Um, mm. And I thought particularly a sort of '86 film with with Goldblumer. Yeah, I, I I was quite impressed with the way it ended because it, it not not all films do deserve happy endings, and it was kind of cool that it didn't it didn't in that way because it would have been maybe a bit forced if he because unflying himself. Um, yeah, this story couldn't have a happy ending because the whole point of the film is you know don't fuck around with nature. Yeah, yeah. So they couldn't they couldn't have him kind of not die or uh, it not be a tragic ending because, because the story would have been fuck around with nature but it'll all be all right at the end because you could just <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so it would almost be like um i'm trying to think of like a, uh, a easily recognizable equivalent it's like if you go to a special place all the time and they tell you that if you say sorry for all the things that you've done wrong you get to have a special treat yeah yeah it's a bit like church yeah yeah it's it's uh, i mean because uh, uh, there was also a bit i mean to put people in because i think we missed out a little bit in the film where where he eventually starts to deteriorate and um mm. gina davis fucks off she does learn she's pregnant um mm. and she she has this uh, we mentioned it earlier this weird dream sequence where she gives birth to a maggot Mm, um, yeah. and then basically uh, her ex is helping her staff is I mean he's hanging around looking for a sympathy bang so he's just I'll tell you what this is the this is probably my only real issue with the film is that at the start of the film we love Jeff Goldblum we hate Stathis and I feel like somebody's tried to manipulate me into changing my mind completely on that and I don't like it. I don't like how by the end of the film, Stathis is this wonderful fucking dude who's sacrificing his own hand and foot to help her when he's obviously a scumbag anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, what also got to me is because obviously he's quite a scummy dude, which is kind of what they try and give to his character. 
Yeah. As if he's helping her at this. If she's pregnant by a human fly and <laughs> she's already been, she's been rejected him for the whole movie. As if he's accompanying her to the flat to her. I would have been like, do you know what, love? You've made your bed. Fucking lie on it. I'm off down Hooters. <laughs> like, I would not have I would not have stuck around. I mean, he almost, like you say, it was almost like they were trying to deem his character because his, yeah. his character, when they when they go to basically when when they the, when Gina Davis finds out she's pregnant, her staff is her ex is looking after her and he agrees to take her to the hospital to get an abortion because they're worried that the baby will be deformed. Um mm. and but before they can get the abortion. Goldblum comes rocking through the window, a la a Goblin King from the Labyrinth, breaks in, <laughs> see you later, kidnaps Gina Davis, and he's a bit, because from Jeff Goldblum's point of view, he's saying, don't kill my child, it might be the only normal part of me left, and Gina Davis is a bit like, no, I can't take the risk, mate, all right, I can't be, I can't, you know, I don't want to give birth to like a weird Muppet baby. So yeah, it's not, it's not you who's got to try and fanny shit out of fucking magazine. Absolutely. I, 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 but- yeah. Another thing that bothers me, right, is this doctor guy, this abortionist, is supposed to be like a special mate of Stathis. Uh, sorry, at what point in his career did he suddenly become the guy to go to if you want a fucking midnight abortion? <laughs> He's got a good abortion guy. Jeff Goldblum's got a good babbling guy. People were just well hooked up in this movie with weird stuff. Oh, you want to abortion it? Two in the morning. I know a guy. He hangs, just hangs, just hangs around the surgery waiting for weird abortions of little. Weird- I tell you what, go on. what they sh- what they should have done was gone into business together selling baboon fetuses. <laughs> That's your melting pot. <laughs> There's your racist. Yeah. Yeah. Who printed that out for Joan? Uh, <laughs> You haven't even got email, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're both cheesing on you. Um, but anyway, um... <coughs> oh, I'll see what you've done to my lungs. Oh, for fuck's sake! Mm, that's why I need to take your dick out of my throat. Where he? Aha! In, in, in oral sex. I could just yeah. rip your throat off. A la fly. Hey, back to the back to the movie, just like you didn't even fucking notice that because it was liquid gold, absolutely fluid, mate. Fluid, Fluid. much like the stuff that was all stuck to Jeff Goldblum's lovely check shirt, yeah, when he looked like Michael Jackson. Well, at the end, it's kind of the final confrontation because Staffis goes to help out Gina Davis, and the fly and him end up having a row at his apartment, and uh. Gina Davis rips off the fly's jaw because he is now a fly more than he is a human. He doesn't really mm. have bones in his face anymore. So Gina Davis, she goes, I'm having that. See you later. Mm. Rather than punch mm. him in the jaw, she's like, I'm just going to have it. Why not? Stick out the old mental piece. Or in the medicine cabinet where he keeps all his fucking body parts that have fallen off, including his penis, which we touched <laughs> on earlier. Well, the, the, the her ripping his jaw off seems to, because he kind of, decays it starts decay like that's when he starts decaying when she rips his jaw off and it into the kind of yeah yeah that's when it all, all the all the meat just starts flopping off oh honestly it's quite something to watch honestly i would say this again viewers or listeners uh, if, if you're uh i wouldn't i wouldn't sit down and eat your dinner watching this film i'm quite strong with all this stuff i've got quite a strong stomach but fucking hell some of the bits at the end honestly it's just like it's severe, isn't it? It's quite like quite gory, mm. quite just bloody, and it's just a lot of a lot of stuff falling everywhere. Well, but the, yeah, I mean the bit where the fucking flies get the fly gets his head blown off. Yeah, 
I mean, that is, for a start, they slow it down. Yeah. But it's incredibly graphic. Yeah. Plot point. I mean, David, Convenient plot David, point. Stafford has a shotgun, suddenly. Yeah, and it's a really pretty one as well. Mm. It's got lovely ornate carvings in the metal. Yeah, um, it's a magazine editor, but he's got a gun in his car. Carry on. A ma- magazine editor, magazine for a gun. <laughs> it works. Um, Not your best. Uh, <laughs> David uh, David Cronenberg, but David Cronenberg famously loves an exploding head. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Fair enough. So I mean, I've, oh, here is editor George Peroni. He's also a fan. <laughs> Oh, beer puns. Um, I already have an editor. (laughs) (laughs) What else has David Cronenberg done? Has he got any other big films other than this? Loads of stuff, mate. Um, Crash, that one from the the 80s, I believe, was done by him, where everybody liked to have sex in car crashes. Fair enough. Weird. Pretty pretty messed up. Uh, Scanners, which is another film where a head blows up, which if you haven't seen it, you should, because it's fucking great. Um... Oh, what else has he done? He, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna look it up. Fair enough. Um, how are we doing, everybody? Um, Mike's just looking up films that uh, David Cronenberg has done. Uh, born in 1664. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't really. That's the beer. It's the beer thing again. Um, but, beer. Yeah, but no, we're on episode yeah. 24. I'm, I'm going to be pre- presenting Mike soon with my, my two choices for the next Halloween episode. We're going to try and um, mix it up a bit and sort of have some true horror films like this one is with some more child-friendly ones and maybe a couple of stupid ones. But um, yeah, we're going to try and... We, we do like a Halloween movie and we like a horror film, so we're hoping we're going to get four solid episodes out of this. And uh, yeah. It's- we enjoy the film. We do. I'm going to see the Bond film tomorrow. Oh, sorry. You don't like the Bond films, do you? I'm, I'm barking up the wrong tree here. Don't like them. It's not. It's not. Not. Not my cup of tea, really, mate. No, fair. Although, I, I mean, I'll give this. I, I might give this one a chance. The only problem is, I've not really given a fuck about any of the others. And for some reason, James Bond is one of those things that everybody really thinks that I would like mm. because I'm a nerd. Yeah. Um, but I've never really got into it to be honest. Ah, oh, man, used to the own. Used to the own. I, 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 I like the Bond films. I, I like. I'll be honest, with you. I haven't watched many Bond films pre Pierce Brosnan. I think I've watched a couple, a couple of of the older ones. Um, but mostly, I because Pierce Brosnan was Bond when I was growing up, and then Daniel. There's been two Bonds in my lifetime, really. Um, mm. And I, I've watched. Yeah, I mean, I've watched a couple of Sean Connery ones when they've been on TV. But yeah, but uh, no, I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a Bond film. I must admit. And uh, yeah, so yeah, gotta see that tomorrow with the missus. Have a few drinks afterwards. Date night should be a laugh. Oh, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you, sir. I hope you enjoy it. Have a lovely time. I uh, have a similar date night with my friend Shamis coming up, and we are going to go watch Dune. Oh, nice. We've got our tickets booked for the IMAX, and uh, we're going to have a bloody good time. Excellent. You got much on this weekend? Oh, I'm ill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take my daughter Halloween shopping, mate. Oh, getting it done early. Fair play. Yeah, well, she's got her Halloween school disco next week, so I've got to make sure that she's uh, ready for that because it's obviously going to be the, the main social event in her calendar. No, of course, of course. Oh, I love the I love the Halloween party at that age. To be fair, yeah, I like a Halloween party at any age. Yeah, to be fair, I love, I, I've always always loved Halloween. I, I, I don't know, I've always been a fan. I'm going to come with her. I'm just going to go with her and pretend <laughs> I'm, you know, it's a costume. I'm just I've come as a fat old man. Um, <laughs> 
so the Dead Zone. He directed the Dead Zone. I rec- I, I know the name. Can't say I, I've seen it. I, bel- I think it's a Stephen King adaptation. Do you know what? Starring I Chris- that, yeah. Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a it sounds uh, like a Stephen King film. I watched about half of it and it was very good. Uh, Scanners Videodrome with James Woods. I've seen Videodrome. His his yeah. hand becomes a gun. At the, uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've I've seen Videodrome. Uh, Crash, as discussed, Naked Lunch. He directed. Uh, Existence, uh, which was a film with Jude Law in it from the nineties. Oh, really? But Jude, I believe I'm. Do you like the films yeah. of Jude Law? <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to at the weekend? Anyway, sorry that, that, that fucking thing about David Cronenberg's filmology didn't really fucking. Filmography, sorry, it didn't really land. So, uh, hey, listen, yeah, it's not, not everyone's going to land. We've got to try stuff. I thought he would have had more well-known stuff than that because the fly was quite big. Um, to be honest, I did, like, it was a fucking huge fly by the end of it. <laughs> um, I like I say, Bond tomorrow, uh, Saturday night. Uh, there's a boxing match on. I want to watch, which is Tyson Fury mm. versus Deontay Wilder. So I'll be watching. Uh, I'll be watching that. It's a Vegas fight, so it's like four a.m. So um, I don't have I don't have the all nighters in me anymore. So I'll probably get out of bed, get up, and watch it. You know. It's, yeah, I, I mean to quote Samuel Tarly from the Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Tyson Fury. Tyson, Gypsy King. Gypsy King. That's what he calls himself. Is it? He, he he calls himself that. Gypsy King. Well, he's a traveller. He's a traveller. Right. That's... You don't tell everyone, do you? Oh no, no. He's proud of it. He's proud of his heritage. He's boxing, mate. It's, it's you know it's. Uh, they, 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 you know, travellers, travellers love a bit of boxing, don't they? Have you not seen Snatch? I've seen a few. <laughs> no, Brad Pitt with that terrible Irish accent. Oh, if I can, I don't like the free. Better for a pack of pack of it. Don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't know from him. Ah, right, directly, the dog gets fucked. No, fuck off. Do you know, apparently, apparently uh, Mick, 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 uh, Brad Pitt, who plays Mickey, 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 was, Mickey. well, because he played Mickey, didn't he? He was meant to be uh, a Cockney, but Brad Pitt couldn't do the accent. Um, so they made him Irish, where he still couldn't do the accent. You're marginally less terrible at this accent, Brad. Yeah, we'll just make it so nobody can understand what the fuck you're on about anyway, <laughs> and nobody will notice, because you're Brad Pitt, and you're in this shit film. Yeah. Now, so that's just a good film. It is a good film. It's a great it's, film. It's not a, good, it's not a good film, but it's a, it's an enjoyable I, film. I like Snatch. I like Snatch and Lockstock are, are good movies. Um, yeah, they're, they're enjoyable films, but they're not, I mean, you know, they're not going to win yeah, no, any Oscars. No, no, I agree. I agree. Do you, do you have anything else you want to cover on that Zifly? Probably, but I just can't be asked. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I don't know. I think we covered a lot of it because you got. It's actually. It's actually quite short. It's only a ninety-minute film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's about an hour and thirty-two. Um, I think we've covered. Pack, pack a lot in. I think. We've, I think we've covered quite a lot of the the key scenes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Giant maggot birth. Monkey inside out. <laughs> My notes are brilliant. I literally just put one <laughs> word: monkey inside out. <laughs> well, that's three words. Uh, his cock. Uh, <laughs> why fronts? Jack O from Thriller. <laughs> Honestly, I'll just put little one word notes. Um, it's genius. It really is. Um, do you uh, do you find, you know when you go on stage to do your standing ups? Mm. Do you li- put write little prompts on the back of your hand? I have done it once. Um, yeah. I'm not a big fan of doing that. If I'm honest, um, I think it kind of takes you. I, I, I think particularly if you've got a five minute set, um, learn your fucking jokes. Do, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like. Um, if it's if it's a five six seven minute set, I I, I 
make an effort to just know my material. If I, I would rather go up there, forget one or two jokes, and not be looking at my hand every five seconds, than um, go up there because I've watched acts where some of them were actually quite funny, but they were so blatantly. One of them literally had his phone in his hand reading jokes, and it takes it uh, does what? it does take away from the performance. It hundred percent does. Um, um, yeah, because the only problem I can see with it is if you keep looking at your hand, it looks like you're just checking what the time is. Yeah, it does. I, I'm not a massive fan of it. I, I I would say 90, I think I've done it in one gig. And in my defense, the only reason I did uh, was because they told me a day before the gig that rather than doing five minutes, I could have 15. So all of a right. sudden I had 10 minutes to fill. So I had to write a lot of new jokes. And because of that, it was quite a lot to remember in 24 hours. So I did have a couple of prompts on my hand just to give me reminders. But that was because my set was a lot longer than I thought it would be. But I think how did the fifteen minutes go? It went really well. I, I ended up doing I ended up doing about twelve or thirteen. Um, but I kind of improved a few bits as well on stage with like members, like audience members. Oh, oh, well, I told them when I got there. I said I said I probably got. It's, it's hard to write. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but to write ten minutes of material in twenty four hours is hard. I had a solid five minute set which I thought I was doing, and they all of a sudden mm. said you could do fifteen. Um, you only did 12 or 13 well, I, 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 I kind of said to him when I got imagine all those people turn up just to see you <laughs> and thought oh good finally 15 minutes worth of hot Scott action <laughs> and not Sean Connery in sight and you, and they fucking turned up for you and you let them down by two minutes well, god now everyone knows how your wife I'm feels. used to yeah, I was going to say very used to letting people down after two minutes um, but no I, no that's the no, I, fucking I, amateur piece of shit <laughs> And they're going to give you a comedy night. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> but, uh, man, I, I, I think for me, a comedian going up on stage and reading jokes of his hand is the equivalent of being at a play and someone just holding a script, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Absolutely right. I totally agree. I, 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 Unless you do it very cleverly and write the stuff on your hand into one of the jokes. Yeah. I, 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 I think there's ways of doing it which are more subtle than others. But, I mean, I, I, when I was at one a gig where an act was took the notes up on stage and the promoter just went, nah, it was like, if you haven't, but it was like, you've got a five minute set. He goes, if you don't know your act, don't, don't do it. Like he literally got told, nah, can't do it. Um, mm. So I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who wouldn't be very good if, if they had to write mm. uh, their, all their jokes on the back of their hand. Mm. Stathis. <laughs> he lost his hand at the end, didn't he? Jeff Goldblum did like a weird fly spit on him. Um, and he got rid of one of, well, he melted his foot and he melted his hand, didn't he? You certainly did. Yeah, you. I'll tell you what, mate. Getting that fixed across your arm and leg. Oh, hey. I think his jumping jacks days are over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they asked him what he was going to do with his life, but he said he was stumped. <laughs> yeah, no, he's. Uh... Yes, it's it's it was a weird one for me, Staffish. That's, that's the end of those jokes, huh? That's the end of those jokes now. Oh, no, I must have some more limbs jokes in there. Come on, it's give me a hand. Um... <laughs> well, you've got to put your best foot forward, oh, haven't you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I do think it's the end. Um... It's over now. That bit's over. Yeah, that bit's over. We've done our puns. Um, well, Talk about something. well have, you, have you got any other bits uh, to cover on the fly, or should I start thinking about next week's app? Oh, do you know what? I would think of some other bits, but knowing this film, they'd probably just start falling off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Ridiculous. Oh, current, current events. Um, 
<laughs> are we moving on to current events now? Oh, go on, go for it. No, no, well, no, I just didn't know if that's what you meant. The thing is, no, 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 no. I was, I was, I was implying that you were because we were current events being the film we're talking about. So I was saying, yeah, no, I was. Oh right, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I've got, I haven't got anything. I don't, I don't read the news. I don't care. Um, has anything happened in the news this week? <sighs> Probably. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I don't care. I don't know. Someone's. Done. I don't care. And also, we don't want to. You know, we want this podcast to be timeless. Yeah, we're not a news channel, man. Yeah, I mean, suck my ass. Yeah, too right. Um. Okay, well, I guess it's uh, guess it's me, me choice for uh, the next Halloween episode. Am I correct? Um, hang on. Uh, yes, it is because you just picked this one. Um, carry the one. Yeah, I that checks out. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I will do is for this week's episode. Well, for sorry, for mm. next week's episode, should I say? Yeah. I'm going to go with two... I feel like we should do a... a like, we should cover a broad range of horror films. I think you've done like a classic 80s sci-fi horror there. I'm going to go... Yeah, with, I, st- I stuck with the body horror genre with my picks. Yeah, I- I'm going to go with the slasher genre this week. Oh, yes. Uh, just men urinating in public. <laughs> um, I- I'm going to go with... A choice of two slashes, both from different eras, one 80s, one 90s. I will go with oh, Nightmare right, on Elm Street. Okay, uh, right, Nightmare on Elm Street and... Scream. Scream. Yeah, baby. Knew it. Um, you cheeky little devil. It's a weird one because I think I think Nightmare on Elm Street is obviously higher regarded. Scream is... Mm. Uh, probably gives us more material to work with. I don't know. I don't, well, I'll let you cho- listen. It's your choice. You've got my two choices. Well, they were both directed by Wesley Craven. Were indeed. Which uh, I'm fine with. He's he's great. Um, do you know, purely on the basis that I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street so many times, and particularly recently, I'm going to go with Scream. Awesome. Good choice, good choice. No, I think both, both, both solid. I mean, you can't I mean you can't have a can't have a Halloween month without mentioning Freddy Krueger at some point. So night, Nightmare had to. I felt, I felt like I had to throw Nightmare in there. Um, mm. So all right, brilliant. Scream. Um, yeah, I think I think that'd be a good episode to do because they're they're almost they've almost become the sort of classic parody horror film nowadays. I mean, fuck these scary movie made about four films out of it. So I'm sure we could do a decent hour on it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we don't have the talent of the Wayans brothers, (laughs) sadly. So we'll just have to make do with what we got. We're not smart men. Do you know what? I remember, (laughs) I'm not a smart man, but I know what a good spoof movie is. (laughs) I mean, I, I, it's funny because when, when, when they first come out with the first one come out, I thought, oh my God, scary movie's brilliant. God, they've aged terribly. Yeah, they well, they just weren't very good. But what they did do was appeal to teenage boys. Yeah, which is what I was the first time I saw. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, so you know, and this that was that's that's a big part of the market, I'm sure. Hell yeah! All right, brilliant. So we've sorted ourselves for next week. We're going to do Scream, which I think 1990. I want to say seven. But we'll, 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 we'll get to that at a time. It doesn't matter. We don't have to be accurate at the moment. We haven't done our research yet. I, because there's about there's about fucking four or five screen movies at this point. And I think there's a Netflix series as well. They've turned that into a bit of a franchise. Yeah, I've only seen the second one. The second film, uh, I 
I think I watched a clip from one where it had Jay and Silent Bob in it, and I, I think at that point I just checked out completely. <laughs> Do you know what? I think if you're watching Scream, so you'll be watching Scream One for the first time. I've seen, no, I've seen the first. I've seen the first two films. Oh, okay. Because I, I, mean, I, I watched the first one religiously when I was about twelve. I was going to say because what was it's a widely mocked movie. It's by no means it's a bad one. Um, I, I think it's. I think it's pretty decent. Yeah, no, I, I like Scream. I mean, the mask is quite iconic. I went as that Halloween. I think I bought a Scream mask for like a fiver, and I think actually no, I stole it off my friend Gary, and he never lets me forget that. Um, but I think I think I wore that screen mask about five Halloween straight. It's still in my house somewhere. Oh fucking hell. Halloween is a very, very difficult time of year for Gary. <laughs> he hates it. Every now and again I'll just get a text message off him just going, still got my screen mask. And I still do. Every now and again if I find it, I'll just send a I'll just send him a selfie on WhatsApp with it. Still got it, mate. <laughs> he listens to this as well. So yeah, Gary, still get your screen mask. And do you know what? Halloween's in a couple of weeks. Look you look forward to a selfie from me, mate. You're definitely getting one. I might wear it on my cup this time. Fucking hell! Well, you won't, at least you won't want it back anymore. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh. Unless you particularly enjoy the smell of old fish. <laughs> Gary, if this podcast ever gets off the ground to the extent that we can monetize it, I will make sure he buys you a brand new screen mask, and you have my my word on that. Never. I apologize. I can't believe. Oh no, honestly. For so many years. Oh, we've beefed over it. <laughs> <laughs> honestly it's a every time if we go out together we have a few drinks you've still got my fucking screen mask yeah yep yep just it's, it's lower than a cupboard somewhere in this house i know it is hey next time gary say something like you still got my screen mask you should probably take it off sometime soon <laughs> <laughs> really fucking stick it to him that cunt <laughs> I wish I did have a face like a screen mask. I'd love those cheekbones. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, open mouth. Yeah, you do have a permanently open mouth, to be fair. Um, Thanks for noticing. That, 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 that mask scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, to be fair. Did it? Yeah, man. I, 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 up until I was about 12, 13, I thought it was quite a scary face. Now it doesn't. But... 12 or 13. God, that's the amount of minutes you can last in a 15-minute set. <laughs> Ah, throwback. Um, <laughs> they fucking did, mate. They threw you right back. <laughs> unlike, unlike you with the screen mask, this was what you should have done. Yeah. I feel like we're, we're stuck in a sort of yes, fucking yeah. Let's let's now. rate this film and fuck off, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so um, I'll go first with the fly. Um, I enjoyed it first time I've watched it. I, I, I thought it was good. Not in danger of making my top ten, but solid. I will watch it again. I'll go seven. Seven, yeah, that's probably fair. Actually, I'm going to go eight. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. No, I, no, I agree. It's, it's actually one of my favourite films ever. No, I really like it. I, it was, it was, it was. I enjoyed it a lot. Goldblum is best. I think the uh, for for its time as well. Keep in mind, it's over thirty years old. It's, it's it, like the graphics were good, the effects were good. No, I enjoyed it. Thought it was a good film. Goldblum kicked ass. Gina Davis is cool. Enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, mate. Good. Yeah, no, no. Good, good first pick to kick off Halloween month. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, well, thank you very much for joining us, everyone, for episode 24 uh, on the fly. Uh, join us next week where we are going to be doing the slasher 90s classic Scream. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening, Michael. Thanks for listening to us talk, you lovely, lovely bitches. <laughs> Have a lovely weekend. And don't get monged off the mozzarella. (laughs) See you later, everyone. Bye.